The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Just moments before a trial was set to begin, Fox News and Dominion Voting Systems reached a $787.5 million settlement in the defamation lawsuit. Now, that's over a quarter, three quarters of a billion dollars. I'm joined now by WSHU Public Radio Managing Editor Terry Sheridan. Terry, good morning. Good morning to you, Pat. Now, the media was collectively salivating at the prospect of seeing Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson and even Rupert Murdoch himself in the witness box. But alas, it was not to be. It's not to be, and it's not to be in this case. There is a second case coming with another voting company where we might see that. But no, everyone was uh, anticipating, maybe I'll say, uh, what would happen on the witness stand under oath by Fox hosts and Rupert Murdoch. Now, tell us what uh, the nub of Dominion's case against Fox was. Well, basically, after the 2020 election, people on Fox, including hosts Maria Bartiromo, Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, had guests on their shows, uh, Rudy Giuliani, for instance, who talked about the fact that Dominion voting machines uh, were were working against Donald Trump, that they were actively turning votes for Trump into votes for Joe Biden. And this went on for a matter of weeks into months, and they were putting these on what dominion says was wait a minute not only did you put this on but we have the documents that you knew that this was false and you were only doing it to increase ratings i guess the most famous uh would be one of the texts from tucker carlson to a producer you know calling people who are coming on spreading this theory conspiracy theory that they were nuts and dominion was going to use that to one get the money and to get some sort of an apology or some sort of rectification that way. Now, uh, they reached the uh, the settlement. Uh, Dominion was looking for twice that amount of money. Why did Dominion settle? Well, again, if you're looking at the money cost, um, say they would have won the case and they would have won, you know, close to the, the billion and a half dollars. This could have dragged out for years as Fox would appeal after appeal after appeal. So that money could have gone down anyway. They didn't get an apology, but they did get a statement from Fox saying that certain claims about Dominion were false. Um, nothing will have to be read on the air. But the fact that Fox admitted that certain claims are false, they got, you know, three quarters of a billion dollars. They think they looked at that as a victory. Now, why did Fox settle or is it all too apparent that uh, they were loath to let their uh, on-air hosts and indeed Rupert Murdoch into the witness box? Because, you know, cosseted in your own TV studio is one thing facing a court, a jury and an interrogation in the witness box when you're used to asking the questions is completely something else. Absolutely. I mean, this would have been embarrassing for Rupert Murdoch. We are told that his deposition did not go well when he was deposed earlier this year. Um, It would have not only embarrassed the company and embarrassed the host and the organization, but it would also put it would have embarrassed former President Trump, too, because, again, they would be talking about all the, the the lies, I'll say the lies that they were airing about the election, which would undermine former President Trump's claims that the election was stolen. 
Now, the implications of all of this, because uh, we hear regularly about the First Amendment, the right to free speech, uh, how you know certain was Dominion's case, how high is the bar in terms of proving defamation and getting compensation? In the United States, it is a very high bar. Uh, the, the concept is called actual malice. It goes back to a 1964 case, Sullivan versus the New York Times, in which if you're suing someone for defamation, you have to, one, prove that they were defamed. You have to prove that it was you intentionally put out false statements and you have to prove that you intentionally put out false statements with the intent to harm. Now, the arguments were that most likely this case would have met all those standards, but by basically overturning uh, that case, the Sullivan versus the New York Times, it would make the bar lower for other people to sue other media corporations for defamation. So there was tension on both sides, both the liberal and the conservative, both on the media and other people about what this case was going to be. For now, that has been pushed aside. Okay, so the, that principle in that Sullivan case remains that you've got to have this malice uh, deliberately inflicting damage uh, and so on. And there's no doubt, based on discovery, all of those ingredients were there. But as you also point out, it could have gone on for years and years and years. So what about the second case? The second case is is a is a bigger case. It's uh, by another voting uh, corporation, uh, Smartac, and they issued a statement yesterday that was saying, "Hey, you know, uh, Dominion proved some other proved some or brought up some other things. We're gonna make some others." They're suing uh, Fox for two point seven million dollars. They're going specifically after Lou Dobbs, who had a show on the Fox Business Channel. Um, and again, even though right now we think that there's only about a hundred cases, uh, with Lou Dobbs who talked about, uh, Smartmatic, who knows, you know, all of a sudden, as, as we found out in the Dominion case, there was over a thousand cases where, where Fox hosts, you know, made statements that were hurtful to, uh, to Dominion, Smartmatic, as of now, they say they're going ahead, you know, 2.7 billion. We'll see. We'll see where that winds up. Now, they don't, uh, Fox, don't have to apologize on air. Um, in a sense, they, uh, you know, indirectly admit uh, culpability in the sense that they quote another court judgment uh, where uh, they, uh, you know, vindicate Dominion's claims. But um, I mean, for Trump's base, for the viewership to Fox, this kind of fine print stuff won't make any difference. The fact that these hosts don't have to barefacedly apologize for wrongdoing is probably some sort of a win for Fox. That's some sort of a win. And and again, yesterday, if you were watching all the cable TV news channels, CNN, MSNBC, they were all talking about the case. One place you wouldn't find any discussion of it was on Fox. So, yes, their audience doesn't their audience. It wouldn't make a difference to their audience. It's, you know, part of what they believe in. Okay, well, so we have to wait to see whether Chapter 2 in these defamation cases uh, with Smartac happens at all or whether another major settlement will be made. I mean, Fox is big money, so, you know, something less than a billion is not catastrophic to their finances. It's not catastrophic, and who knows how much insurance will pay for it. Um, It's not catastrophic, but it is significant, and it is something that, 
even though it is not or what was originally asked for, it is still something that they have to wear around their neck. Yeah, and it may encourage others uh, to perhaps pursue them, uh, knowing that now there is accountability as translating into dollars. Anyway, uh, there's another story that is uh, entertaining, I suppose, in its own way, and that is the uh, Republican candidate for the presidency, Ron DeSantis, and his spat in Florida with Disney. Now, what's that all about? Why is he picking a fight with Disney? All right, let's go back about a year and a half ago, and Florida put into effect uh, a law that has become known as the Don't Say Gay Law, and that's in which in elementary schools, teachers and children are not allowed to discuss uh, gay parents, they're not allowed to discuss orientation, they're not allowed to discuss uh, any issues regarding sexuality or, you know, uh, parenting if, if their parents are gay. It's called Don't Say Gay. Disney, which is the largest employer in Florida through Disney World and also the largest with economic impact for all the jobs related to Disney World, criticized it. Governor DeSantis then put forward a law that would strip Disney of a special tax district that they have called the Reedy Creek uh, uh, District District, um, in which basically they were their own government for the whole of Disney World. They did their roads. They did their buildings. The, there was no municipalities involved in that. So Governor DeSantis signed a law to strip them of that. Disney did an end around. And before the law went into effect, the, the their their board voted itself out of existence, but legally gave all the powers back to Disney. DeSantis basically was outfoxed. There's nothing really that the state could do. So DeSantis now is going after Disney in a special way, which he says he's going to pass another law, which will make it that he can inspect all the Disney rides. And he also said that he would consider building a prison uh, next to Disney and also put massive tolls on the roads leading into Disney. Yeah. Now, how is this playing with his voters in Florida, do they say, good on you, Ron, Uh, you're doing what we want you to do, or are they saying, don't mess around with the goose that's laying golden eggs? Actually, don't mess around with the mouse. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, Disney is one of the most, is one of the biggest corporations. They're very legally adept. Most people in Florida are are scratching their heads. Disney is the largest economic driver in Florida. It's the largest employer. It's the largest economic driver because not only for the tens of thousands of people that it employs, but it's for the hundreds of thousands of people in central Florida who have jobs because Disney is there. Republicans, you know, again, they're on the one hand saying good for DeSantis. He's taking on a quote-unquote woke corporation but they're saying why are you messing around with a private company that is such an economic driver and third it makes him look incredibly petty as disney seems to outmaneuver him at every step in fact after his announcement that he you know was considering uh putting a prison there disney announced that it was going to have a pride night later in june you know almost to to go desantis Okay, so if if you uh, can't take on Mickey Mouse, uh, how do you expect to take on Vladimir Putin is one of the comments. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So uh, the real question is, why is DeSantis actually distracting himself with all of this when he's got bigger fish to fry? 
He is his his he hasn't officially announced for his campaign for the presidency. We're expecting that could happen sometime in May, early June when the Florida session opens. He's hitching his horse to the woke wagon that he is the person that is going to defeat woke. He really can't define woke, but he's the person that's going to defeat it. He has said that Disney is a woke company. They need to be put in check. Uh, it's the role of the government to, you know, protect its citizens and to get rid of woke companies. Um, how you know, and and again in Florida we also have you know the the book banning. We have you know different other laws that are restrictive of LGBTQ rights. So he's hitching his wagon to that. How effective it's ultimately going to be outside of his core supporters, that's yet to be seen. But so far, it, it, it one makes him look petty, and two, as you said, how are you going to stare down Putin when you can't even? beat Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Terry Sheridan, Managing Editor of WSU Public Radio. Uh, Terry, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.